What if I told you that there was someone who prophesied in the early 1980s that Donald Trump would bring America back to God? Well, the other day, a close friend of mine came over and mentioned such a prophecy. It was actually contained in a somewhat viral video from a few years ago done by a Catholic priest. That video was viewed over half a million times, and it recounted the story of that priest's visit with a Catholic holy man in Loretto, Italy. He called him the Hermit of Loretto. The prophecy about Trump wasn't actually given to the priest directly, but to the priest's friend, and the priest told about it in his video. When I heard this, I remembered the story and actually thought we had already covered it at LifeSite News at the time, but when I looked in our archives, we hadn't. But when I reviewed the video, I could see it was true, but it was a second-hand piece of information, not directly from the person who heard it, from the prophet himself. And as things happen sometimes, the news cycle moved on, and we must have dropped it. Well, in the wake of the historic letter from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano to President Trump and the President's own recognition of it, that prophecy has taken on new significance. And, as Providence would have it, I was able to get hold of the original source of this story, an MD in Massachusetts, Dr. Claude Curran. You're definitely going to want to stay tuned to watch this. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that we just completed our fundraising drive over the weekend at LifeSite News, and if you weren't able yet to make a contribution, I'd hope you'd consider doing that now so that we can keep this show and all our news going. Also, please remember to like and share this video to click the subscribe button and the bell to be notified of all future episodes as they're released. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a man right now who I believe in the future is going to lead America back to God. In 2017, a video by a priest, Father Giacomo Capoverde from Rhode Island, went viral with over half a million views. He started off talking about his friend, Dr. Claude Curran, a psychiatrist who encouraged him when he was going on a visit to Rome to travel to Loreto, Italy to meet a holy man who spent all his life praying in churches. And in the video, he told the story related to him by Dr. Curran about the holy man's prediction about Donald Trump. Here are some of the highlights of that viral video. There's a story I wanted to share with you, a true story. And it has to do with a friend of mine who's a medical doctor. He's a psychiatrist. His name is Claude Curran. So one day, about 17 years ago, when I was at my first assignment in Bristol, I was talking to him about going to Rome. I told him I was going to be visiting Rome. And he said to me, Father, listen, I really want you to do something when you're in Rome. I want you to get on a train, and I want you to go up to Loretto. And he said, I'll pay for the train ticket, I'll pay for your expenses, but you've got to go to Loretto. There's a guy who's there, his name is Tom Zimmer. I want you to meet Tom Zimmer. And I remember it saying to Dr. Curran, how am I going to find him? I'm just going to go to Loretto. He said, believe me, walk around and you'll find him. 
Sure enough, there was an elderly man who was very frail, very thin, who was leaning up against a fence that surrounds the house. And I went up to him, and in English, I said to him, Are you Thomas? And he looked up at me, and he said, Yes, I am, in English. So I said to him, I'm Dr. Claude Curran's friend. He, we, he's our mutual friend. And he looked, and he said, Yes, I know him very well. Have a seat. So I was in my collar, you know, and, I, and he was sitting on the floor. So I sat on the floor, and I sat next to him. Years later, uh, only a few weeks ago, I'm talking to Dr. Curran, and he says to me, you know, Father, remember that guy Tom Zimmer that I told you to, to go see in Italy many years ago? And I asked, of course, how could I forget what a holy man he was? And Dr. Curran said to me, listen to this about what happened between Tom and I in the 1980s. Dr. Curran said that in the 1980s, he was talking to Tom Zimmer. And Tom Zimmer said to him, Claude, there's a man right now who I believe in the future is going to lead America back to God. And Tom Zimmer said, the man who's going to in the future lead our country back to God is Donald J. Trump. And Dr. Curran said, you mean the New York playboy? Like this is the guy? And Tom Zimmer said, believe me, I have a premonition. That, that this is the man who's going to do it in the future. At that time, John Paul II opened the holy doors of the Vatican, of St. Peter's Basilica. And when he opened the holy doors uh, for that year, it was for the whole year, when the doors are ready to close, the Vatican allows people to donate bricks that go inside the door, and you can put an inscription on the bricks of any intention you want, and those doors are closed and they're sealed, and they're not open until the next time the, the Vatican, the Pope, decides to open the doors for another holy year. Tom Zimmer, in the 1980s, donated a brick to be put in the holy door of the Vatican that said Donald J. Trump. And he did that because he wanted those masses in the Vatican to be said for him because he knew that in the future this man was going to be a great leader of America and bring Americans back to God. The video was posted on February 17th, 2017. And a few weeks later, on March 6th, 2017, there was an intriguing confirmation of some aspects of the story. An American living in Loretto and working as a tour guide there was barraged with emails asking him to check out the veracity of the story. So, Brett Thoman, who runs St. Francis Pilgrimages, began an investigation, since he had never heard of Tom Zimmer before. The tour guide, although a devout Catholic, described his reaction to seeing the video as, quote, somewhere between skepticism and suspicion, end quote. But knowing the friars who run the church where Tom Zimmer was said to have spent almost all his time, Thoman spoke to one of the friars who remembered the man as l'americano, the American. Toman recounts that the friars found him to be courteous and polite, if not a little particular. Now, they were aware that Tom attended upwards of four or five masses every day and that he spent the rest of his time praying in and around the Holy House, end quote. Those are quotes, again, from Brett Toman's uh, blog post when he was asked to check this out. He is a tour guide in Loretto, Italy.
Toman was directed then to another friar, Father Sanatarelli, who had been at Loretto for decades. And as soon as Toman began describing the American who prayed there, Father Sanatarelli cut him off, saying, Ah, si Thomas Zimmer, si chiamava, certo che mi ricordo, which means, Ah, yes, Thomas Zimmer was his name, of course I remember him. He went on to say that everyone in Loretto knew of him. And while Father Senatorelli didn't know anything about the Trump prophecy, he could confirm that Tom was in Loretto uh, and all about going to Mass every day and praying most of the day. And before he returned to America in 2008, the friar had actually a photo of Tom Zimmer, which he showed Brett Toman, who included it in his blog post. Now, Brett Toman concludes his investigation into Tom Zimmer, dubbed the Hermit of Loretto, this way. He says, quote, I have no reason to doubt Father Capaverde's statements that Thomas Zimmer communicated to his friend that he received a premonition that Donald Trump would lead America back to God, end quote. However, with regard to the Trump prophecy's accuracy, he said, well, that remains to be seen. And here is where I have a real treat for you. I was able to track down Dr. Claude Curran, the original source of the information for Father Capaverde's video. Dr. Curran is still a practicing psychiatrist in Fall River, Massachusetts, and he is a devout Catholic with five children. Dr. Claude Curran, thank you for joining us on the John Henry Weston Show. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. Um, your story is very fascinating. We already heard a little bit about it through uh, Father Capoverde. And I just wanted to ask you personally, if you could recount for us what you recall of that prophetic, uh, and as you told me earlier before we did this, uh, short even interaction that you had with Tom Zimmer, this, this great man. Um, and how did that go? How did that go down? What did he tell you? Well, let me just give you a little introduction about how I... Uh, you know, uh, how I actually met Tom. And mm-hmm. many, many years ago, 1978, I went to Italy to, to go to medical school to study medicine there. And um, so I arrived there sometime in, the sept- in September of, of 78. During that fall, of course, there was the election of the new pope, Pope John Paul II. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was living up in Perugia at the time, and a friend of mine, Steve D'Alessandro from New York and I, we hopped in a train and went down to, um, we went down to Rome for the, uh, to, to, to go to the Vatican City because the, the conclave was taking place. Well, anyway, on the, I think it was October 16th, I'm not sure, but the night that John Paul II was elected, I was standing in St. Peter's Square um, as the white smoke, uh, you know, uh, emanated from the Sistine Chapel. And uh, so, my friend Steve and I, we waited there to, for, the, for the whole ceremony with Habemus Popham and John Paul coming out on the, uh, on the balcony to greet the crowd. And uh, standing to my left was Tom Zimmer, and he was, I overheard a conversation in English that he was having. So anyway, I introduced myself, and we became friends. Um, so Tom was a very, very prayerful, uh, prayerful individual. He, uh, he was a, a World War II veteran. And sometime in the early 1970s, he moved to Italy to, to spend his life as a pilgrim, essentially uh, just spending the rest of his years praying for humanity. And um, so among his endeavors, he and a, 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 another friend uh, named uh, one of his friends, uh, Harry Falhaber, 
uh, they assembled the Pieta prayer book while they were in uh, during this their, their their pilgrimage to Italy. I believe Harry Harry's wife Lillian also helped assemble the book, and um, so I'm, I, most people or many many people are familiar with it because it sold millions and millions of copies. Tom never made any money from it. That wasn't his his, uh, his the aim of, of of printing the book, but he wanted to assemble a book of prayers that he was afraid may be lost uh, from Catholic tradition. So um, anyway, it's actually that that's actually very interesting because if you go to the page that is about the Ipieta book, you'll notice that Harry's name is there and Lillian, and then it adds, and a friend from San Damiano, Italy. Right, right. Yeah, Tom spent many, uh, he spent a considerable amount of time in, 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 uh, uh, at San Damiano before he moved down to Rome. With regard to the story of uh, the uh, video that um, Father Capoverdi's uh, uh, described in his, on YouTube, um, in the, roughly the fall of 1983, this was during the holy year that had been declared by Pope, Paul, Pope John Paul II uh, to celebrate the 1950th anniversary of uh, Christ's uh, crucifixion and resurrection. Um, of course, the, the holy year was coming to an end, and the Vatican announced that uh, if you, that that people were invited to buy memorial bricks for uh, when they because when they seal up the holy door, they will uh, use those bricks, and all of the intentions inscribed on those bricks will be remembered in all the masses and prayers celebrated in the Vatican. And uh, so, during that, in the, the, the again, the fall of 1983, I went to, one day. I went to Tom to to, to meet up with Tom uh, in the colonnade over at uh, at St. Peter's, uh, probably around one o'clock in the afternoon, a little bit later after again after the Vatican had had closed. And um, so Tom was there doing his usual thing, which was writing prayers, collecting prayers, uh, uh, reading current events, and uh, uh, collecting uh, information on social and political problems in the world, uh, and marking them down, and bringing, then he would bring them into church with him and pray for all of those intentions. And um, so he said to me, he said, Claude, right now in the United States, there's a man who has the hand of God on him. He has the IQ of a genius and a, a first-class education, and everything he approaches, he attacks with a blinding efficiency. So I said, well, gee, you know, I thought that was interesting. I said, well, Tom, who is it? And he goes, his, his name is Donald Trump. And I said, uh, I said, Tom, I said, I said, yeah, I said, I've heard of Donald Trump. I said, but, but Thomas, he's, he's kind of like this jet-setting playboy millionaire. I said, he, you know, he dates Hollywood starlets, and uh, he's always in the news with the, uh, you know, with the, with the, the, the glitterati. And he said, no, Claude, he said, I'm telling you, the hand of God is on him, and God is going to use him in the future. <laughs> So, uh, so I, I say, I, you know, okay, that's fine, you know, okay, because because Tom would always, Tom very frequently encouraged me to look at things a, a little bit outside of the box, and um, so Thomas said to me, he says, Claude, I'm so convinced about what I'm telling you that I have bought a memorial brick for Donald J. Trump, I've put his name on it, and 
he will now benefit from all of the masses and prayers in the Vatican until, you know, for as long as that brick remains in the holy door. And mm -hmm. uh, so that was it. I mean, that was the step. That, that's the story. And um, of course, now Donald Trump became president. And, uh, yeah. uh, and, 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 and I, I, I am certain, <laughs> look at if you, you know, he's pro-life, he's, uh, um, he, he, uh, promotes Christian values. He's trying to make America great again. And America was, was greatest when any country is great when it embraces Christian values. But, yeah. um, yeah. uh, He's been recognized as such by uh, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, a great a great hero in the church today, um, and that was fantastic. We're going to talk about that in a little while on the show, but wanted to talk to you about uh, Tom Zimmer personally for you for your family. Um, you know, you were in personal relationship with him, so you probably knew him better than others. When this video first went viral, uh, people did some research into into Tom Zimmer because nobody could believe that this existed. Of course, it checked it out already, and checked out uh, as we showed already. But I wanted you to give us a bit more of you know what Tom meant to you personally, what he meant to your family. Well, Thomas, he. He, he showed me how to understand things um, in, in a spiritual way, um, particularly the value, you know, this, this is a strange thing, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a physician and, and physicians and every, everyone in healthcare, nurses, therapists, I mean, or, you know, uh, every, all of us who deal in healthcare, um, we deal in, in human suffering. And, uh, and, and it's very, very difficult to witness that all day long, you know, every day. And, you know, human suffering, it's, uh, if, if you, you know, we, we're, we're helpless in front of human suffering, but also to, to perfect ourselves, okay, to, to develop ourselves, we have to suffer, we have to go to school, we have to sit in libraries when we don't want to. And uh, and if we don't make ourselves suffer, we we will make everyone who has anything to do with us suffer, because you know the parent who has the incorrigible kid who won't go to school, won't do his homework, won't find a job, you know that person suffers because the child won't discipline himself and literally make himself suffer. But Thomas said Jesus through his suffering. Jesus transformed human suffering into a divine currency, and that's why we can all we can all participate in Jesus' suffering, and that's basically what we do. We just don't people, but but people who are not, not Christian and don't see the spiritual dimension for life to life, they don't understand the value of human suffering, and they try to avoid it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so. You know, you've you've spent this long amount of time with him. You hear this one prophecy. It really, wasn't all that much. Did he tell you any other prophecies, or was that like the only time? Well, um, when I would I would go to mass with Thomas in the afternoons, in the in the evenings when I, when I could, and there was sometimes because of my studies, I just couldn't go to as many masses as he would encourage me to go to, but. Uh, Rome. I, I don't know if the mass schedule is still uh, is is still active there, but um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'll get back to your question. But uh, yeah, it, the, 
at, at 4.30 in the afternoon, there was a, a mass at the church of St. Jerome. Then right behind St. Jerome, there was the church of St. Charles Borromeo. And then following the mass at St. Charles Borromeo, there was a mass at San Lorenzo in Lucina. Then there was a mass at the Holy Trinity Church on Via Condotti. And then up the street, there was a, a mass following that at San, San Silvestro, Piazza San Silvestro, either at the Church of San Silvestro, the Church of San Claudio, or the Church of Our Lady of the Well, La Madonna del Pozzo. And then after that, <laughs> there, was, there was a mass uh, up at uh, Maria in Via. And sometimes wow. there would be a mass after that across the street at San, the Church of San, Mar San Marcello. And... Uh, so yeah, you, you, can, you can see I had a pretty. He would mass hop all night, all day long. Yeah, yeah. So, this, but this was only in the evening. These were the evening masses. I didn't really um, get too familiar with the morning schedule. With Thomas, he would tell me different things. Like this is the saint of. Uh, um, uh, yeah, one day um, you know, he he would follow uh, the, the feast days of patron saints of of, of the saints. And we would see unusual patterns and in, in things that people would say to him, uh, things things that people would give him. One day, we were, one night, we were walking down Via del Corso, and it was Thomas's birthday, which was May 29th. And uh, as we're walking down up the street, uh, so a man comes up to him and hands him a pineapple, and. Uh, I said, geez, I said, Tom, that's great. That's for your birthday. He goes, yeah, but it's not only my birthday. He said, today is the statehood day of the Philippines. And he said, and their national symbol is the pineapple. And yeah. uh, so, so little things like that, <laughs> little, little, I don't know if you call I, I, signal graces or, um, but I mean, very, very interesting that I would see when I asked Tom, initially when I met him, I, I said, Tom, have you ever seen miracles? He said, Claude, if you spend time with me, you will become tired of counting them. And um, <laughs> so, but, but again, listen, it was the Mass. The Mass, Thomas, mm. he, Thomas told me, I guess in, uh, in 2008 when he came back, he, that he estimated that he had been present at approximately at, at approximately three three hundred and twenty five thousand con, um, uh, consecrations during his life, and and wow. he and he thought that the the con he he held that the concelebrated mass was the 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 most important invention of humanity since the beginning of time, because you have at a concelebrated mass, you you have you can have three four hundred priests. All offering the mass, and you, so you're present literally at three to four hundred consecrations, and uh, <laughs> and he said people don't. He said even priests don't understand the value of the mass. He said, but but people don't. He said, and you, it, it it is demonstrated uh, in the ease at which you can find a priest to offer to to offer a mass for you. He said, if people knew the mm -hmm. the, the value of the mass, priests would be booked for for years and years and years. Absolutely amazing. And while Father Capoverde in 2017 already believed that the prophecy of Tom Zimmer was fulfilled in President Trump because Melania Trump led a huge public meeting by praying the Lord's Prayer, think how much more we've seen Trump bringing America back to God now. And there's no one better to describe that 
than the former apostolic nuncio, that is, papal representative to the United States of America, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. At LifeSite, we were privileged to be asked by Archbishop Vigano to publish his open letter to President Trump. And when the president himself retweeted it and spoke of his thanks and admiration for Archbishop Vigano, it was tremendous. It is, in fact, inside Archbishop Vigano's letter to the president that the fulfillment of that 1983 prophecy of Tom Zimmer can be seen even more clearly. Archbishop Vigano wrote these words, and I quote, For the first time, the United States has in you a president who courageously defends the right to life, who is not ashamed to denounce the persecution of Christians throughout the world, who speaks of Jesus Christ and the right of citizens to freedom of worship. Your participation in the March for Life and more recently your proclamation of the month of April as National Child Abuse Prevention Month are actions that confirm which side you wish to fight on. And I dare to believe that both of us are on the same side in this battle, albeit with different weapons. End quote. Words again from Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, the former nuncio to the United States of America, to President Trump. And Archbishop Vigano concluded his letter this way, saying, and I quote, Mr. President, my prayer is constantly turned to the beloved American nation where I had the privilege and honor of being sent by Pope Benedict XVI as Apostolic Nuncio. In this dramatic and decisive hour for all of humanity, I am praying for you and also for all those who are at your side in the government of the United States. I trust that the American people are united with me and you in prayer to Almighty God. End quote. Tom Zimmer was real and saintly, and he did make that prophecy about President Trump. And if it has at least in part been fulfilled already, maybe there's more to come. Maybe with Tom's intercession for America, his homeland, and for President Trump, we'll see the president do even more to bring America back to God. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you.